Tiffany Mitchell makes history everywhere she goes. About to do some more of it at Athletes Unlimited. We're going to talk about that and more. Locked on women's basketball starts now. Ogumba Wallet for the win. You are locked on women's basketball. Your daily podcast on women's basketball. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Locked on Women's Basketball. I'm your host, Howard Magdahl. I want to thank you for making us your first listen every day. Over 170,000 of you showed up in November alone for us, the way we show up for you six days a week. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, it is not just me. It is the entire team over at The Next, where we have over 100 reported pieces every month TheNextHoops.com, where you can find for $9 a month, $72 a year, reporting on major college basketball, mid-majors, all 12 WNBA teams with their own beat reporters, so much more about the past, present, and future of the game at TheNextHoops.com. And we have had the privilege of covering Tiffany Mitchell, and I have had the privilege in a way that precedes even The Next of covering Tiffany Mitchell for dating back to her collegiate years. She is here to talk about everything, including her joining Athletes Unlimited. Tiffany is with us from Egypt, halfway across the world. So grateful for you taking the time to chat with us. Um, what time is it where you are right now? Um, it's going on eight o'clock, so it's 8 wow. p.m. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, so hey, we are we are here to have a dinner chat by you uh, for, for our folks uh, here and across the world. Welcome. And let's start, if we can, before we get into Athletes Unlimited with something that was so well deserved, was such a wonderful thing to see. And of course, we wrote about it, you know, over at the next. But you getting your jersey retired. And so I, I just want people to understand the history of this. Briefly, you know, Don Staley, who is building things that we will talk about forever, building history, putting a team together that is so important for reasons that extend beyond the women's basketball world on the court as well. Tiffany Mitchell is such a vital part of the identity of that team. And for those who don't remember, so central to the defensive intensity of that team, so fundamental to the success that they had at South Carolina. For you, Tiffany Mitchell, seeing that number going up into the rafters, were you able to reflect on that, about, on the role you've played in not just those great teams, but all the teams since? Yeah. Um, like you said, it was just a huge honor. I think that whole day, um, it was just so much going on that it was hard for me to kind of like take in that moment. Um, but I think once I had some time by myself, um, to kind of like sit in what actually happened and kind of just think about, um, you know, just my time in college and everything that's happened since. Uh, it was just an amazing feeling. I mean, there's something that you can't take away from me um, in my career. Um, as I get older and have kids, like that's something that I can always go back and show them. So, um, you know, play, being that foundational part for uh, South Carolina and Coach Staley and, you know, now she's having a powerhouse um, of a program and knowing that I, I helped start that. Um, and keep it going. Um, it means a lot because there's so many great players that come through South Carolina. So 
just knowing that, you know, they took the time to recognize me um, and what I contributed to the team. Um, it means a lot, like I said. I remember you guys showing up at the Final Four and it was a big deal. It was a breakthrough in all these ways. You know, now it's like, you know, South Carolina, it's like table stakes for South yeah. Carolina to show up <laughs> at the Final Four. But I remember you guys and Dawn having this feeling of like, we're not going to just be glad to be here. Mm -hmm. And what what allowed you guys to feel that way, to understand like we belong right from the get-go? Yeah, I mean, I think we just take on the identity of our coach. I mean, everyone knows Coach Staley is hard-nosed and a competitor. Um, and I think that's what we had. We had a team of people that they counted out, that they didn't have us in the Final Four, maybe not even in the Sweet 16. And we just felt, you know, our journey and our trip to the Final Four was like one like no other. Like literally last-second shots that probably happened two games in a row. Like So our journey to the Final Four, once we got there, it's like, look, you know, it's our time. And I think everyone had that same mindset. Like, you know, we battled so much adversity throughout that season, um, even leading up into the Final Four. So it's like once we had that opportunity to kind of show people – um, you know, why we're here. It wasn't just happy to be here. Like we're, we're here now and we want to make a statement. And, you know, to me, and, and I just have to bring it up because people need to know, like people talk about your defense all the time and they should, and they're, they're right to talk about your defense, but you have to go back to the type of offensive player you were and are. And so you go back to that year, that year you guys went to the final four, you were 50, 40, 80, you know, like, <laughs> You were a problem that people were not able to solve for that team <laughs> that goes 34 and three. Do you feel as if your offense got overlooked back then too? Do you feel like that's more of a WNBA issue? You know, just like, what do you think the gap is between the perception and the reality there? Um, I mean, I think it just came like in college, you know, the big hype about South Carolina was our post players, of course. So, mm -hmm. Um, it was very easy for me to kind of just find my ways and, and be able to score because they paid so much attention to, um, you know, our post, play, our post players because they had such a big presence. So for me, um, and just talking with Coach Day throughout my career was all about, you know, efficiency. I was never the player to talk or take, you know, 30 shots a game. I wasn't a volume shooter. So um, I've held my and built my game around just being efficient, um, yeah. being consistent. So. Um, I think that just led over to me, you know, picking and choosing my spots, like I said. And defensively, I created a lot of my offense, um, easy baskets, easy layups, um, just from being hard-nosed on defense. And then my actual offensive game, I feel like, got overlooked just because I was so good at doing that defensively. <laughs> it is it is a problem to be too good at too many things, which is again <laughs> and again. I, I, I do love also just – your teammates being there, you know, the fact that it was in so much, so many ways a homecoming, just, you know, kind of take us inside what those conversations were like, what the experience was like, what it felt like for you to just be back there with so many familiar faces. Yeah, I mean, it was super overwhelming. I feel like for me, it was a lot of emotions. Um, just like I said, just kind of bringing back um, a lot of people that I haven't seen in such a long time and just knowing that the support of South Carolina was unwavering honestly since the day that I committed until honestly till today and you know I still have South Carolina fans that tweet me daily always supporting me whatever it is I could be doing anything in the world um, and I still see somebody from South Carolina's fan base um, reaching out to me and supporting me so just being you know in Colonial Life Arena again and just hearing everybody cheer for me um, it's definitely super emotional um, brought tears to my eyes honestly with my family there and so my family haven't even seen me in that type of moment either. So like have my family, all my closest friends, um, 
you know, the coaches, a lot of people just haven't seen in such a long time. Um, just there supporting me. It really it meant a lot for me. To be the first, right? That's something too. That's something yeah. significant. Mm -hmm. As you've been sitting with that, what does that mean to you? Oh man, it means it means I don't. It's I can't even explain honestly what it means just to be the first under Dante to get my jersey retired. Um, I think it's just a tribute to you know how hard I work, um, my determination, just the person that I am. Um, I never imagined you know going to South Carolina and having this be the outcome of it and having my jersey retired when I committed uh, when I was 16 years old in high school. But um, I mean, I'm, I'm homegrown, you know, everything that I feel like I have and, and earned, um, I worked for it. You know, I worked my butt off day in and day out. Um, since my freshman year, when I saw we lost uh, in the second round, you know, since then I was like, you know what, I got to get in the gym. I got to be better for this team. Um, so it's just something that I wear and carry myself. Um, just wanted to improve in everything. Every every season, I want to get better at something. Um, and thankfully, you know, me having that type of mindset, you know, turned into me getting my jersey retired. So, um, yeah, it's just a tribute to kind of how I live my life. And I, I'm a very hard worker. A greatly deserved reward. I was, as a point of personal privilege, delighted to see it. So, so much, obviously, that has come from it since. We're going to talk about Athletes Unlimited, your role overseas, and just how this all fits together in being a professional athlete in women's basketball right now in segment two. But first, Locked on Women's Basketball is brought to you by eBay Motors. And eBay Motors has a really interesting deal with us. Our partners over there have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Basketball host Josh Lloyd to bring you some of the best fantasy pitch in the NBA each week, all season long. So whether you're prepping for a daily fantasy draft or scouting the waiver wire, every week we're going to provide you with players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So let's see who Josh has picked out for this week's eBay guaranteed fit fantasy pitch of the week. Uh, Terry Eason is a great example. James Wiseman, of course, who is stepping up with Isaiah Stewart out. But my particular favorite, Grayson Allen, which is not a phrase that a lot of people say about Grayson Allen. But look at Grayson Allen this year specifically. He is starting and has played all 21 games for the Phoenix Suns so far. You got to note, he's been a three-point shooter, obviously, 40% in his career. He's at 46.1% so far this season. Bradley Beal is out yet again. Allen should see strong minutes and a nice increased usage role over the next few weeks. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly with eBay Motors. I don't know much about cars. That's Awesome, because eBay Motors does. They got brake kits, LED headlights, roof rack, bumpers, whatever your car needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. eBay Guaranteed Fit, only available to U.S. customers Eligible items only, exclusions apply. So back with Tiffany Mitchell, who is doing so many things. And again, it's a big 
deal for you to be at Athletes Unlimited, to my mind, to my mind, because there is so much of a reward for players who are two-way, for players who are multidimensional. And so before we even get into the the how and the why of your schedule, how much in just like seeing what AU was, is, and is becoming, did you feel like this is a fit for me as a basketball player? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a great opportunity for players who don't want to go overseas, want to stay in the States um, and still compete at a high level. I mean, you have really good players that, you know, have played at AU and then this season the roster um, is pretty stacked as well. So I think it's just a great opportunity to go out there, improve your game, compete um, going into the W season and also just kind of learning the system and how it works. I think I said it definitely um, benefits two-way players a lot. Um, And I like I said, take pride defensively and offensively. So I think it was just a good move for me. Um, just for me, because I didn't want to go overseas this year. Well, actually, I did, and then decided not to return. So, um, and I knew Athletes Unlimited was, was in Dallas when I spoke to them, and I also just moved to Dallas. So everything just kind of made sense for me um, to join AU this season. It's it's an interesting fit from the perspective of this. You and I have had countless conversations through the years where you redirect the focus to your teammates, and you talk about in within a team concept. So it's going to be different, right? To be able to look up there and it's like, it's your numbers on the scoreboard trying to think about it in those ways. You know, have you kind of thought through the ways in which, you know, maybe it's sort of a different way of thinking about your week to week? Yeah. I mean, I I didn't really think too much into it. Um, I just kind of was going to go in and and play just how I'm used to playing. And then hopefully, you know, the numbers add up Um, because playing the right and just playing the right way. Um, I feel like if I played to the scoreboard and try to get this many points and do all of this, um, I'm kind of just taken away from like the whole mindset of just being out there and competing. So I feel like once I just play the right way, um, the, the numbers and the scores will add up for me. Hey, you're such a cool concept. Too. I love the, you know, the weekly drafts and the opportunities yeah. to be able to get selected. I mean, those are, those would just be like fun conversations, but obviously, you know, <laughs> you're, you'll be sitting there each week and, you know, teams are going to be looking to make sure that they, uh, as captains, that they've okay. got you on there. <laughs> Hopefully they keep picking me. That's no, the goal. <laughs> no question about it. Now, now again, you talked about it in the offseason. So you're talking to us from overseas. Right now, you're playing for the Rwanda Energy Group. Mm-hmm. But you have these opportunities to have these short-term contracts, right? You have yep. these opportunities to be able to say, gee, I'm not trying to figure out the one place where I can be for the entirety of my offseason. It gives you an opportunity right. to do different things. How much different are your conversations with your agent now than they were dating back to your first couple of years in the WNBA. Yeah, I mean, as you get older, your body starts to change, starts to get wear down. Um, so that plays a lot into wanting to do full seasons overseas. So initially, I had signed to go um, and play in Turkey for a whole season. Um, while I was there, I just honestly did not feel like I want to continue. Um, I needed time at home, uh, like to rest, just to mentally regroup, physically regroup. Um, so I was at home in November. So after my Georgia retirement, I was supposed to go back. I ended up not going back. Um, like I said, just kind of taking some time to myself, regrouping. Um, and I also just moved into a new house. So just trying to get everything together. It was very hard to do, um, while I was overseas. Um, but then my agent also reached out and just said there was another opportunity here to play in Egypt. I've never played in Egypt before. It was only for two weeks. So it's only, it's like a tournament. Um, type of thing. So it's not a, a, a whole league where I'm here for months at a time. Um, I'm only here for a couple weeks. Um, I actually will be back home next week um, in time for Christmas. So a lot, like, 
your priorities start to change as you get older. So for me, um, like I haven't had a Thanksgiving with my family in five years. I haven't had a Christmas. I haven't seen my mom and Christmas, my dog, like everybody, <laughs> my brother, like my brother, my, my sister-in-law, they just had a baby. So it's like those things um, become important to me and I want to be around my family more often. Um, so I'm glad, you know, there's leagues like AU that allows people um, like myself to stay home, but still also have these opportunities to do little stints overseas, um, see the world as well. Like I've never been to Egypt um, and Cairo. My goal is to go see the pyramids and ride some camels before I get out of here. <laughs> I love it. I love but, it. Um, yeah, so that's kind of how my mindset is now. Um, you know, just taking advantage of, of still, of course, playing, seeing the world, but also knowing that my priorities definitely have shifted as I got older. I, the, my biggest takeaway, like, yeah, the pyramids and, you know, all of that, but is Aunt Tiffany. That's pretty cool, too, as far as <laughs> I can tell. That, that's awesome. And I'm really glad you get to do that and go home to do it. You also, and I, I just have to go back to this, right, which is to say that under the current CBA, you got a two-year contract with Minnesota. Minnesota, mm -hmm. you know, you are you are in for uh, 139K, which mm -hmm. is more than the maximum salary was under the previous CBA. We mm -hmm. still, though, it's it's this is always women's sports, right? It's there's progress and there's time to go. There's every indication the players are going to reopen negotiations come next year. When you think about what the next round looks like, how mm -hmm. important is it for you to have these options because we're not only just talking about AU and overseas and quality of life issues like spending Christmas with your family is mm -hmm. a not small thing but you know even just things like you are doing and we're going to get into it like your fitness business as well you know mm -hmm. how much flexibility needs to be built into that next agreement um I mean with the W it's a little different than negotiating um for stuff overseas yeah. Um, when the new CBA comes, I mean, I'll have that conversation. So I just still have one more year with Minnesota and then I'll become a free agent. So um, after that, I mean, it's kind of good timing that the new CBA will be out during the free agency because automatically salaries rise. Um, so I'll be able to sign um, either back in Minnesota or somewhere else. Um, so that just happens. And I guess, you know, however I play this season um, and this summer with Minnesota kind of determines, you know, um, once that this contract is up. So. That's kind of just where my head is at right now, just making sure that, you know, I take care of what's in front of me first and then I can kind of, you know, figure out what I want to do later. All made sense to me. And and to that end, also just to be in Minnesota, I, it was not a coincidence that you took on a larger role and that team made the playoffs uh, against uh, what some pundits had uh, had predicted. How great did it feel for you to be back in the playoffs, being able to play those kinds of postseason games? And as you think about, we'll talk a little more about this in segment three, where you want the rest of your career to go. How much did that taste of the playoffs reinforce that for you? Yeah, it felt great. And I mean, even the start in Minnesota was was terrible, honestly. Like we started 0-6, so I'm honest, I bet nobody had us in the playoffs when we started the season. So just having that and um, just knowing where we came from the beginning of the season and knowing that we went to the semis um, in the playoffs and stuff like that, like it's, it's crazy. Um, but I mean, we just always stayed, stayed together. Um, you know, Minnesota definitely was not in the, in the talk a lot throughout the W um, this season, but I mean, it's very, I guess like the teams that we're on um, that I'm on, um, you know, just have that mindset of just kind of overcoming what people think that you can't do. And, you know, having that taste of playoffs, I mean, we, we felt that we know there's a different level of basketball that we 
didn't reach um, that. But we also know that we can get there. So I think we just needed a little more time um, to kind of figure that out and just be with each other, um, which is would be great, you know, going into next year, being that it was my first year um, in Minnesota. I was still trying to figure things out. I also was put into um, a new position in my eighth year in the league. So <laughs> it was just me trying to learn on the fly. Um, and I think, you know, we we overachieved um, for what I guess people had us in the beginning of the season. So it felt good. And just knowing, you know, how that playoff basketball felt, it definitely makes you hungry for more. It, it, I would be remiss not to point out that in the midst of figuring it out, you set a career high for both assist percentage and assist for 30 minutes. So it, uh, I, it, I, I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> It, it 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 came through in the end. More important, yeah, it <laughs> it's all right there. Good go. We'll be back in just a moment with, with our final segment, talking about what's ahead. Uh, Tiffany Mitchell here. Uh, you're listening to Locked On Women's Basketball. Locked On Women's Basketball is brought to you by Game Time. So look, I live in a house that is a big sports house. It is a big music house. It is a big theater house. Well, so what do you do about that, right? You want to make sure you're going to see the triple header in women's basketball at Mohegan Sun Arena earlier this month, and you're sitting in a place where your younger daughter wants to be able to see the game up close. Game Time offers this incredible thing. Not only do they have these last minute deals, these opportunities to get what you need, but and it's my favorite part of it. They show you exactly your view from whatever seat you're going to buy. So there are no surprises where you get there, no columns in the way, nothing like that. You get the opportunity as well. If Samara Joy is coming to your town, the great jazz singer, you get to see her up close, center orchestra. That's what we're doing. Thanks to game time that makes this possible. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets. Download the game time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your first purchase. Again, that is the game time app with the code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-B-A for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, game time app, Code locked on NBA for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. So back with Tiffany Mitchell. And before we get to kind of the big picture visualization, I want to direct you to TiffFit25 on Instagram. That's T I F F F I T. 25 on Instagram because somehow you're not busy enough and you have undertaken now uh, creating a personal fitness uh, trainer business. Tell us about it, how this came about. Yeah. Um, so like I said, I was getting to the point in my career where I didn't want to spend uh, full seasons overseas. So, you know, I was kind of just thinking to myself, like, what is it? What else is there that I'm also passionate about, you know, with basketball that I can consider something to keep doing um, in the off season and always came back to, to you know fitness and working out which i'm very passionate about and nutrition and everything like that health fitness everything in that realm mm -hmm. um so i decided to you know get certified as a personal trainer through the national academy uh sports medicine um so when i was overseas in australia uh two years ago or maybe last year was it last season i think last season i was in australia 
Um, basically, like, had to go back to schools, had to pass this huge exam um, to get certified um, to be a personal trainer. And um, that allowed me to work with people um, in gyms um, and just train them. And then I shifted it to online. Um, fitness just being that it's hard. I'm like I said, I'm in Egypt right now um, and I still work with clients. So I feel like it'll be a lot easier instead of having to go each place and figure out how to find a gym and get people in the gym. Um, everything that I do now is online. So I create customized workouts and meal plans for people. Um, and like I said, they still have access to me. I still can talk to them daily. Um, no matter where I'm at in the world, I'm still able to work um, and still connect with some of my clients. That's so awesome. Listen, as a member of the media, I have always learned from you. So I'm delighted that there are folks who are able to do that as well. So just to our listeners, make sure you check it out. Make sure you are watching Tiffany Mitchell. Any chance you get, you are never going to be disappointed. Come February 29th, she will be part of this season of Athletes Unlimited. So many interesting stars and more still ahead, uh, but you will not be watching her at Christmas because she gets to celebrate it with her. Tiffany <laughs> Mitchell, congratulations on all your successes. Excited to see all that is to come. And to our listeners, thank you for making us your first listen every day. We will be back with you tomorrow as we are six days a week. Until then, I'm Howard Magdal, wishing all of you a wonderful day. Ogumba Wallet for the win. You are locked on women's basketball. Your daily podcast on women's basketball.